welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet special podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch a Muppet family Christmas two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And back with us again, we have our guest that has been here now for three days. I'm still Stacy Rosen. I am married to Mr. Ryan Rowe. Yay! That's great. I'm glad you guys are married. I like that about you. You think you're glad? <laughs> Cute. Well, in these minutes, minutes nine and ten of A Muppet Family Christmas, in these minutes, the electric mayhem blow the roof off of the farmhouse with their version of Jingle Bell Rock. Kermit and Robin start singing Jingle Bells, like we said, the 1857 classic. And then the Electric Mayhem interrupt them with a rousing rendition of the 1957 classic Jingle Bell Rock. It is 100 years after the original oh, classic. Oh, I had no idea. That is nice. so cool. Yeah, it's, that's just like a piece of trivia that I never get to tell anyone. So I'm Do telling we know it now. who arrange this rendition because i think it's the my favorite rendition of jingle bell rock i've ever heard i was gonna say the same exact thing it is definitely the the most rocking version of jingle bell rock because it's more it is definitely more rocking than the like bobby helms right the original recording by bobby helms that we hear like on the radio and everything at christmas time is catchy it's catchy, it's, you know, it's it's fun, but it does not rock very much for a song called Jingle Bell Rock. But this version right. really rocks. So we don't know yeah. who arranged it? Music supervision was Larry Grossman, who worked oh. on a ton of oh. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that would make sense that he probably sure. did the arranging. Yeah, this is one of two Christmas songs. that Like, the other one is Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, which, again... The original recording that we hear at the holidays it it's not it doesn't rock very hard so i i would really like i think that one rocks way that's more the, yeah is I that think... the home alone one you're thinking of yeah that that's is the home the alone one, one. yeah i misspoke okay. i was actually yeah. thinking of that and that's brenda lee we should say you think rocking around the christmas tree rocks harder than jingle bell rock my man brenda lee was 13 when she recorded that song. oh really what that famous recording that's a seventh grader <laughs> yeah. no wow no. She's, she's still alive. Look it up. Yeah, yeah. So, like, given that, yeah, I think it's kind okay. of incredible. No, it's good. It's good. I just would like the Electric Mayhem to do this type of arrangement of that song. Yeah. The, sure. the Electric Mayhem have done a few Christmas songs. I just, I don't think they've ever done Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Never done Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. I'd love it. I'd love to hear it. Give it to Janice. Uh, but so there's really not a lot else to talk about in these minutes. Like most of well, it is is the song. They have oh. they have all of their instruments, microphones, lighting, which means I guess they just fit all that stuff in their suitcases, which is very impressive. Sure. <laughs> Speaking of lighting, there's something that happens at the 27 second mark, and I don't know if it was intentional or just a really happy accident, but the light reflects off of Dr. Teeth's gold tooth. It's like this huge, bright sparkle that part of me even wondered, could it have been animated? Like something huh. that they, I mean, sure, it probably yeah. was not animated, but I wish I knew if it was intentional with the lighting or if it, it just happened to catch this the light in his tooth in that moment. You should definitely go back and rewatch it. I feel like yeah, there's a time or great. two on The Muppet Show where it seems like they're very deliberately I don't, like a pen spot or something shining right on, on his, his tooth, tooth to make it so that's what shine. I think it was. Yeah. Maybe yeah. they did something like that here, but that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. 
Uh, I also love, of course, I think one of the things I at least remember best about this is all the rats dancing to it. There's a whole, there's like five or six rats in a row. Yeah, dancing. They have the like, the couch, yeah. yeah, and it's like, we don't see, oh, you see Kermit and Kermit and Robin kind of like bopping Yeah, they're bopping along. Stuff. But there's like not like a huge crowd around. It's kind of like it's like a private concert for the rats and frogs. <laughs> right. And, and I don't know. There's something so charming about that. Yeah. That it's just like a small but very appreciative group of Muppets watching this happen. Yeah. This is just what the Electric Mayhem does. They they cannot help themselves. They have to rock. Right. And then Ryan, I know you have had some investment in uh, Janice's uvula. Yep, yep. I have it's some in notes. Swing in right. So that's something I, I wrote an article about on the Tough Pigs website a few years ago. Yep. In recent years, when Janice is prominently featured in something, there tends to be a lot of discussion and comments about her uvula, which is seemingly more prominent and dangly than it used to be. But you can you can definitely see it here when she's singing. It is it is dangling. It might not be as large as it is now, but at, at least as far back as 1987, her her uvula was was decidedly dangly. It was dangling around, or it was dangle bell rock. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> All right, a woman can do whatever she wants with her uvula. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Any other thoughts about the song before we move on? Yeah, well, so Zoot is there. I noted previously that, as far as I can tell, Zoot is not in the back of the pickup truck with all the other Muppets in the opening scene. So I don't know when and where Zoot got there. He could easily have been sleeping on the floor. He could have been sleeping on the bed of the truck, definitely. (laughs) You can't see him. Yeah, that's in character for Zoot, sure. For sure. And then I also like that we see that Sprocket is, is dancing to the song, but Doc is just still kind of standing there regarding the whole thing suspiciously. He he hasn't quite warmed up to the Muppets yet. I, and I realize Doc might have, like, I guess Piggy has an arc in this, and like Kermit by extension, but Doc really, maybe more than any other character, has a character arc in this special. Yeah, For and sure. we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll As of now, he is still very suspicious of the Muppets. Right. So one other thing I wanted to note about this song is I, I forgot to say when we were talking about We Need a Little Christmas earlier, those two songs, We Need a Little Christmas and Jingle Bell Rock, from this special were included on a Nick at Night CD called A Classic Cartoon Christmas. Oh, yeah. Now, this is not a cartoon. No. So, like, it probably shouldn't have been included in there. Like, everything else on there is, it's like, the Heat Miser and Snow Miser song. Right. You know, Jimmy Jimmy Durante's version of Frosty the Snowman from that special and stuff. Still, it makes me really happy that in the mid-90s, Nick at Night was putting out a CD of Christmas songs, and we're like, you know what we need? Jingle Bell Rock by the Electric Mayhem. Yeah. <laughs> It makes me wonder, do you have the CD or? Um, No, I never got it. I always kind of meant to. I had another one from that series called Beach Blanket Bash, (laughs) which has like a bunch of surf rock stuff. I wonder if they just, like, I wonder what the source of the audio for that CD was. Like, was there a studio recording from the making of the special that they use, like the the best possible quality? Or was it just more of a like, like dub it from the from the special right onto it, yeah. you know like know. yeah i'm curious about that listeners if you happen to own a classic cartoon christmas let us know how good does it sound yeah how good does it sound yes and does it sound better or worse than the heat miser and snow miser songs 
Yeah, I guess they could have made like a, a classic puppet Christmas CD compilation, but what else would be on it? Kukla Fran and Ollie never did a Christmas special. Or did they? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what Kukla Fran and Ollie did, man. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, kind of all that happens. But at the end, we get about 15 seconds of some other stuff. Uh, we see Fozzie outside building a snowman. And Fozzie is, like, in charge of this project. Yes. And he, like, some raccoons are carrying a Christmas tree. And, and a Fozzie's bear. And just like, yeah, bring it in. And a bear. Another uh, bear, like, yeah. It's, yeah, I think it's I think it's Billy the Bear. Yes, it? I think this is the same puppet as, yeah, Billy the Bear from The Muppet Show. Billy the Bear, who is the winner of Best Bear Comedian right. on, the, on the Freddie Awards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes in the history of The Muppet Show is Billy the Bear wins that award and then shoots Seltzer and throws a pie in Fozzie's face as he leaves <laughs> yeah. just to rub it in. Yeah, but here, yeah, it, it's these are seemingly just woodland creatures who live like in the forest or, you know, in on the land yeah. outside the farmhouse. And Fozzie is just just commanding them to cut down this tree and take it inside. Right, and they do it. Yeah, they do. It. They do. And then... Uh, and then Rolf comes bounding into the frame. Yeah. And excitedly tells Fozzie. He says, yo, um, Fozzie. <laughs> yo, Fozzie. He does. He says it. And doesn't Fozzie say, hi, Ralph? He says, Ralph. I have a, my notes say, hey, Ralph. Hey, <laughs> he Ralph. pronounces yeah. it Which, so differently than Jim Henson yeah. does. Right. Which Fozzie always kind of says Ralph, you know, kind of. But I feel like this is the Ralphiest delivery yes, we, we, we ever got from Fozzie. I've ever heard. Yeah. What does Ralph say? He says, I've been chasing a truck all the way and boy, am I exhausted. And that's where we cut off. Yeah, you know, we've been pretty lucky generally in the history of this podcast at not having jokes get cut off by the end of a clip. But yeah, boy, this is unfortunate. It's, <laughs> it's just when he was getting to the funny part. I've been chasing a right. truck all the way and boy, am I exhausted. Like, ah, man. That's the end. Just, just barely, um, al- almost got it in, but not quite. Right. So that's the end of the of the clip. Any other thoughts, either of you? I had just noticed how nice it was to see Kermit enjoying himself during the Electric Mayhem concert in a way that it doesn't seem like he ever can when he's producing the Muppet show. Mm, he has yeah. to always just be, you know, running around anticipating the next cue. So it's kind of nice to see him just sort of bopping his head and enjoying it and not having to be part of the organization of it. Yeah. Yeah, right. Just just hanging out with his nephew. Like yeah, that. and that, that he and Robin don't mind that the band cut off their, their little duet there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. So we're running a little short on this one, so I think now's a good time, Stacy, to ask you, what's, what's your history with Muppet Family Christmas? I'll be honest. I think my first exposure to it was from Ryan very early in our relationship. Oh, so this would be probably Christmas 2010, I'm guessing, yeah, I, I loved it immediately. It immediately became my favorite Muppet Christmas production. Sure, yeah. It would be hard not to. I don't know if there... Muppet fans often disagree on things, but I don't know if there's anyone out there who dislikes this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that it's everyone's number one favorite Christmas special, you know, yeah. Christmas production necessarily. You know, you got your you got, you got your Christmas Carol fans and your Christmas yeah, I mean, Sesame Street fans too. and whatever. Yeah, I think it's more that this feels like something that just like has to be watched like if you don't watch it you're losing part of the christmas experience oh, yeah 
and you and you saw it as an adult. I love that. That makes yeah. me so happy that you feel that way. I you will know? say this one feels more like to me. This is more me personally. This is more essential annual viewing than the Christmas Carol movie, the Muppet Christmas Carol. And maybe that's because this is you know a little less than an hour, and that one is a longer feature film. But yeah, I I do always make time for this one, and I don't necessarily always make time for that one every year at Christmas time. I can also watch Christmas Carol at other times of the year. Like I don't need it to ring in mm. the holiday season. I can just enjoy it as a film. Whereas this, I feel like, like I said, it and like you said, it's essential. Yeah. Yeah, you got to hull out the holly for this one, right? Yeah. Well, we're hoping other people feel the same way because we're going to be talking about Muppet Christmas Carol for a year. So, <laughs> right, right. We're only we're only talking about this one for three and a half weeks. Yeah. All right, and uh, we will be back tomorrow to talk about it some more. But for right now, uh, that's the end. So thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye. Yo, Fozzie. <laughs> Hi, Ralph. <laughs>